I'm pretty excited. I got this new phone. I got the iPhone 5 uh, this last week, and it was a, you know, renew your contract, and they buy back your old phone, so it ended up being completely free, so it worked out really good, and uh, something interesting happened as I was getting the phone set up whenever I got it that first day. Actually, I thank my lovely wife. I, I can't stand sitting in those stores and doing the phone switchover. I, I almost passed up on a free iPhone 5 just because of the thought of sitting in Best Buy dealing with all this. So she went for me, and she sat there for like two hours getting off, what, five hours? Wow, oh, sorry about that, I was a little off. <laughs> uh, five hours, and uh, anyway, so she got, the, she got the phone for me, brought it back, and all I had to do was just get things set up. Once I was going through the setup, I noticed that there is an update required. How many people have had those annoying things happen, right? Dawn, I see you back there. Welcome with us today. I know you know how much I can't stand updates on my computers, okay? I don't know what those things mean half the time, and I click yes, and then it doesn't work, and I got all kinds of problems, and she fixes them for me. But um, So it says that I need to do a, a software update. So I said, okay, so I click on the software icon, go to do the update, and then this little message pops up that says you are only on like 20% power. You don't have enough power to complete this update. You either have to plug it in so that you've got power through the, through the electric source or you've got to recharge it and then do it again later. I thought that's really interesting. You know, I, under a full powered phone, I could complete I would have enough power to, to supply what's needed for this task. But now that the power is drained down to 20%, I can't do what I need to do with this phone. So I had to charge it up. And I got to thinking about it. Like, if you have a, a phone that's fully powered, or any kind of a battery for that matter, and then you go to put a load on it, as long as the load that is pulling from the power source, as long as that power source is adequate to supply it, then it will complete the task. But if, if the power supply is insufficient for the load that's being placed on it, it, it can cause it to crash or fail. Inversely, right, if you, if you take the, uh, the same power that you have fully charged, but you increase the load, so the load that you're putting on the battery is beyond the power source's ability to supply, it's insufficient, then you're also gonna crash. You're also gonna have a problem, right? So I was preparing this message and this all started to happen. I thought, wow, that's a really good way to kind of open up with my message. Because what I wanna ask you today is this question as I get into things, have you ever felt or do you feel like the load that's being placed on you in life and the things that maybe God is taking you through or you're living out, do you feel like the load is more than you can bear? Do you feel like at times you may hold back from stepping into things that you believe God might be calling you to do because you begin to look at your own abilities and then the demands of the load the situation requires and you see the mismatch in this scenario, and then you don't step fully into the things that maybe God is pulling at you to do. So think about that question for a minute, because I can tell you, I honest, yes, I know the answer to that for me is yes. There's many a times in my life where I've felt that way. You're going through things and you think, man, this is, I, you know, I, I know I've done this or I've done that, but I just think this is too much, you know? And so we look at situations and we think maybe the load 
is more than we have the ability to bear and to, and to supply for. Even in the process of preparing the message, my laptop throws a little icon up and it says, battery life, 8% warning will shut down in 10 minutes. So I'm thinking, okay, now I've got the same situation going on. I've got inadequate power to complete the task that I'm looking to complete, you know? And you think about uh, an alternator on a vehicle. Everybody knows, who's had an alternator go out on you before? Not a whole lot you can do when your alternator goes out. The alternator keeps the battery charged. While the engine's running, the alternator keeps going, keeps the battery charged. The battery powers all of the electrical components in the vehicle. So it's, it's interesting, a lot of times we don't think about the fact that this battery is doing all this, but it is continuously staying charged by a source in order for that to happen. Now, if your alternator goes out, then you have nothing that charges the battery. So it's just a really a matter of time before you're running your vehicle and all your gadgets, and then the battery just drains down because it's, it's been absorbed, all the power that was in there has been drained out, it's been put out, and now all of a sudden the car does what? It dies, right? And you can't get it started unless you charge the battery back up. And then if you don't get the alternator fixed, you gotta go through that endless cycle over and over again. But these are things that are really interesting to think about in terms of our life and the load that is on the plans for us by stepping into what God is preparing us for. Most certainly God has a great plan for each and every one of us. I think we all can pretty well agree in that, but we also realize that in those plans for us, there is a load that comes along with that. There are demands, there are things that are going to uh, need to be supplied with the power necessary to walk that out. And we can only go so long in our life walking these things out that God is, is instructing us to do and leading us into. We can only go so long without continuing to be powered back up or stay connected to a power source in our own strength. If we're the ones that are supplying the power for the things that God is leading us into, you can only go so long. It's inevitable before you're drained to the point where you have system failure, right? Just like with those batteries. And a lot of times uh, what'll happen when we reach that point where we went too long in our own strength, where we've went too long trying to just hold, bear the load ourselves and it begins to weigh down on us and we become so drained that we're at 10% power, we start to do silly things, don't we? We start to do things like uh, lighten our load ourselves. We make frantic attempts to lighten the load and get stuff off our plate or we need to recharge, we need to re-energize and all of a sudden we're kind of like in this mode of back and forth of like, okay, now it's more than I can bear, I'm drained and so then we shuffle things around and as a result, there really isn't ever a sense of steady progress forward in one's life towards the things that God has for them. It's almost as if there's good things happening, we're seeing results of, of you know, what, what our lives are doing, but we, we maybe feel like we're just not advancing or like God's got something more, this another level, this another place, but I just can't seem to sort of push through and get to that next place because I just keep getting to a point where I'm like back and forth, where I'm drained and I'm on insufficient power and then I need to just sort of like recharge and do that. But this is what I wanna tell you today is that the plan that God has for your life is not one that you were ever created or meant to bear the load of yourself anyway. 
there's really never ever was a design in God's plan for you to be able to support that load. First of all, you can't. You don't have it in your physical ability to support the things of God. God gives you a plan. They're God-sized dreams. It's God-sized stuff. So it takes a God to supply what is necessary for that. You have a supernatural God that preordained a supernatural plan for your life, so it requires supernatural power supply in order to walk it out. So let's just acknowledge and resolve for the fact right now that if, if we try to carry the load on ourselves, if we hook the load of life of the plans of God up to ourselves, we will have system failure inevitably every single time. It's just a matter of days or weeks or months or whatever it may be. Does that make sense? So we were never meant to bear the load. And sometimes I think there's, there's really like one of two scenarios that'll happen is either one, we bounce back and forth, kind of like I mentioned before, between you know having the energy, not having the energy, just feeling like we can handle it, now we can't handle it, and there's this constant back and forth, and we never make the kind of forward, steady progress God wants us to in our life to advance his will for us and his kingdom purposes. Or two, we look at the load that God is maybe leading us into, and we hold back from stepping into it, because in the natural, wait, that load, my abilities, they, they don't they don't match. It's not going to work. And so there's, there's a faith step required because there is the idea of a supernatural God who will have the power supply necessary for the things he's created you to do and live out in your life. But that's in the, that's in the unseen realm. That's a faith step. So we have to sometimes step into those things where there's the load for what God is calling us to do. And we have to believe and trust that if we're in his will, we will always have what we need in order to walk it out. Does that make sense? In either of those cases, it's safe to say that we're not really ultimately all the way out there fully in the place that God is calling us to be in order to be used and effective to the greatest of our ability and through him as what he's intending to. If we're not all the way out there in the place God's calling us to be, which is a supernatural plan that requires supernatural power, if we're not out there, then there's the idea of his will in our life, his kingdom purposes, all those things are not being advanced to the point that God is intending for them to be advanced in our lives. So we sort of stay back away from where that ultimate power and joy and everything that's gonna happen in our life could be. We, we do that because we see the load and we think, whoa, I don't have the, that's too much for me to bear. And it is too much for you to bear on your own. That's correct. But it's not too much for God to bear. And if he wills it, even though you can't see how it would happen, you don't know exactly how it's going to work out. If he's willing it, then there's a step of faith that's going to be required for us to get out there on that ledge, out on the edge with him, where supernatural power is needed every minute of every day in order to keep us going and bear the load. And if we try to hook up to ourselves at any point, we're going to drain down. And so we're constantly in a state, get this, of dependency on him. More aware than ever of our desperate need for him and his power and that relationship with him on an ongoing basis. And don't you think that's what God wants, right? He wants us to always be aware of that. So he's got this great plan. We're out on the edge. We're in this 
this great plan. There's a load that's going to be placed on us, but God intends to bear that load if we'll stay connected with him and supply everything that's needed. And we are ever aware of that all the time because we are going to drain down very quickly if we hook back to ourselves and unhook from God being the one that supplies. See, anything that is created to put out power, to release energy, is also created to absorb or receive energy. This is an interesting thought, right? Think about trees. Produce uh, fruit, produce leaves, they grow. But if you take away the sun's energy, then everything on the output will become diminished gradually over a period of time. So anything that's produced to put out energy is also created to need an energy supply. Likewise, anything that's created to have an energy supply is also created to put out energy, right? There isn't anything that just gets charged up and is, it's never intended for that energy to be put out. And we are no exception to this. We are created to need supply, to need power, to need life from our Heavenly Father. And we are created to release that power and release that energy in the result of kingdom purposes being advanced in our world and God being glorified. That's the whole idea of what we're all about or what this life is all about. So we were created to receive it as well as release it. So there's two sides of that, right? But if we're trying to release, but we're not hooked up to the place that we would really receive the adequate supply necessary for the supernatural output, then it's only a matter of time. Again, I know I keep saying this before, system failure. And here we are walking around kind of lost, like, well, I just don't know what God wants from me. I just, I'm not sure. And we love God. We, we really feel great about the fact we're going to heaven, you know, but there's this sense that we're just not moving forward in this life the way that God plans. Something just doesn't feel right. And I, that's, that's intentional. God wants you to feel that disconnect because if you're not hooked to him, de depending on him, and you're not having that supernatural output coming out of you, then he needs you to be, he wants you to be able to see that and search for the answer so that you can ultimately find your way to getting back hooked up to him and just receiving everything that he has to pr put out everything that needs to put out. In fact, the only exception to this rule is God himself. He is the only thing, only one, that doesn't need to be supplied with energy. He just puts it out, but he is it himself, right? Beginning and the end, he created all things. He is the only exception to that, but we are no exception. God has this level beyond our abilities and capabilities that he created us to live in and walk in day in and day out. There's the place that maybe we see for ourselves in the natural, but there's a place God has prepared for you, every step for you to take, that is out in this place of su supernatural power needed and supply in order to produce the output that God has intended. And some of the things, the, the loads of... I call them loads because, you know, like when you test a battery, if you want to see if it's good, they hook a load up to it. Take something that needs power, they hook it to the battery, and then they can tell if, if it can supply the energy needed to uh, supply that load. So the loads in our lives that come as a result of God's plan for us, sometimes we, we choose them for ourselves and we step into them. We sense God leading us. We know he's calling on us. We know he's showing us things and we sense it, but it's still up to us to make the step. There are times whenever a load is just placed on us as well. And, and God chooses to do that, but it's not like we step into it. It just happens. 
Let me give you an example. Remember, uh, I think last week, Pastor Josh talked about when Elijah went and threw his mantle on Elisha, right? He was plowing behind the oxen. Elijah says, I'm gonna, he's gonna be called to be the next prophet over the nation. So he goes, he takes this mantle, and as a symbolic you know, uh, gesture, he throws the mantle on Elisha, meaning I'm calling you, God is calling you to lift up to this next place, right? So the load of that new height, that new place, it just fell on Elisha. He didn't really step into it, right? He just, he kind of came on him. He didn't see it happening. But what did he do? He made a very awesome move in the situation. He got up and he started running just like ready to go. He just walked right into it. And see, this is what happens sometimes with us, I think, is we, we get a load thrown on us that we don't necessarily choose, we don't necessarily see coming, but it, it is, if God wills it, then he's got a plan, right? But we don't necessarily see it coming. And instead of getting excited and running out to it, we say, whoa, 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 whoa. This is more than I can bear. But it's a load that God is leading us into. It's a part of a plan that God is taking us down. So if that's the case, he has the ability to give us what we need. Elisha understood some of the, and this isn't a step of faith that's just like unknown faith. There's a fo- solid rock foundation to this step of faith through the word of God. Because what it says, first of all, in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, no temptation has overtaken you except that which is common to man. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure that. So if a load has come on me, if a demand has been placed on me in my life, and God has seen it fit for me to walk this out, I know for a fact, because the word of God says it right here, that he has a way for me to get through this thing. And I know I can do it, not because I believe in myself, but because he said it and he's supplying what's needed. There's Deuteronomy 31.8 that says, my God will never leave me or forsake me. So whatever I'm going through, he will always be there with me. And if he's there with me, I will continue to prevail every step of the way, whether I think in my own strength I'm capable or not is irrelevant because he is there and he is with me. And in Philippians 4.19 says, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. These three scriptures put together build a, a, a message of faith that we can hold fast to that's as solid as rock and we can say that God chooses to, to lead me down a path and there's a demand in my life placed on me as a result of walking out what he's got for me. I can't bear it on my own, but I know for a fact, whether I see it in myself or not, that God has a way for me to get through it and he'll be able to supply everything I need every step of the way. It says in his uh, riches and glory, that expresses an infinite supply of what is needed. There's no end to God's resources to give for what's necessary for his plans. In his will, everything is supplied. So as we continue to, to walk in the plans that he has for us in our lives, there will always be everything that's necessary for us to successfully walk that out. But contradictorily, if we go out of his will, then there will not be that supply. Outside of God's will is basically being unhooked from the power supply and the resources and the energy that we need from heaven to be able to walk those things out. And whether we really sometimes feel it or not, what we have a tendency to do is unhook. You know, like if you hook batteries up to a a power 
or cables up to a power source and you just start walking and those things come off because you went too far without making sure you added to it, then all of a sudden you get unhooked from the power supply and you may not be looking back, but sooner or later you're gonna feel the drain. So if we don't stay connected with God in our walk and stay in the place of his will for our lives, ultimately what happens is we veer enough off course where we start to feel the draining effects of being outside of his power and energy and supply and wisdom and resources and we begin to look around and say, oh, what happened? What just took place? Well, you're, you're, you're hooked up to yourself. You're going in your own strength now. You're not connected to the supernatural God that laid the supernatural plan out for you. And the load, my friend, is more than you can bear. Right? We must stay connected to him, always abiding in him. John 15 talks about abiding in the vine, a place of rest, staying connected, never disconnected to him, to our heavenly father. It's, it's about his direction, his will, and his power at all times. Because by hooking to ourselves at any point, automatically, by default, we unhook from God. If we were hooked to God before, but somewhere along the line, we hook to ourselves and look to ourselves for the answers, for the strength, for everything we need, then by default, we're, we're unhooking from God whenever we hook up to ourselves. And again, it's just a matter of time. You know, being in construction, one of the things that uh, you get the chance to see when you're building buildings is you got all these openings, right? These doors and these windows. And you'll notice that just there's basically a straight horizontal line over the top of the opening just stays there. It just looks like everything's great. You walk in and out, you don't pay much attention to it. But there's something in there that's in that wall. It's called a lintel or an iron, typically sometimes out of wood. It's a beam, and what that does is it rests on the door posts on the side, and it actually bears the load of everything above it. It supports the entire weight of that wall up above it. These beams, these lintels, typically can uh, hold and support thousands of times their own weight. And so it's interesting that you just walk by buildings and places, and you don't think of that resting strength that's right there. It's just sitting there. It's not moving. It's just resting. But it is, it is exhibiting enormous strength by supporting this huge load and this enormous weight that's over the top of it. It's really interesting, right? Now, in the Bible, uh, when the King James Version was translated, so you get English, the first English Bible, from uh, the old Hebrew and Greek scriptures. They used English words to try to basically depict what these old Hebrew and Greek words would mean. And so the word lintel is used several times in the King James Bible. And it's actually used to translate three different Hebrew words. It's, one of them is uh, basically meaning just like the, it's a, it's a beam that supports weight and it actually sits over doorposts. Another one is a word uh, was called kaftor. First one was mash kofe. And kaftor just means the capital or the head of. And the third one is a Hebrew word called ayil, which is really interesting because they use that when they're describing Solomon's temple in 1 Kings chapter 6. They're saying that basically the doorposts and, and the lintel or the ayil. And that word ayil is used in the Hebrew 170 times in the Bible, but its most common meaning is strength, strength. So there's this sense of this resting strength, this support strength of just being there, of just always having what's needed to support and hold the load up that we don't necessarily have to be uh, 
running around trying to plug in every other day or all the time to different sources of energy. We've got this idea of resting strength. And God showed me something a couple years ago that I have just held on to really, really tight. And it's helped me so much in so many things that I've been through. And there's two scriptures that sort of gave me this revelation. The first one is in Nehemiah 8.10. It says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. So I need strength. I need supernatural power and supply to walk out the plans that God has for me every day. And I don't want to be anywhere but in that place, right? So the strength that I need is a supernatural kind of strength, not a Matt Heck kind of strength. So the joy of the Lord is where I find that strength. So I just need to be overcome with the joy of the Lord. How do you find the joy of the Lord? Psalm 1611 says... You show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Wow. So if I'm with God at his right hand in fellowship with him, relationship with him, then as a result of that, I will receive this fullness, this whole, this complete sense of joy That word fullness is just beyond our even ability to probably describe. It means in every area of everything that we could ever imagine, that fullness of joy in every part of our life. So in order to experience that joy, I've got to be with my heavenly father. I've got to be in relationship with him. I'm at his right side, and I get to joy in the pleasures. And then in that joy that's the byproduct of being there comes my strength, right? The joy of the Lord is your strength. I find my strength in the joy of the Lord. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. You'll find fullness of joy. So with him, in relationship with him, I find the fullness of joy that I need. And as a result, the supernatural strength to support the weight of the demands of the life that God has prepared for me is there resting in me and through me the entire time. Pastor Josh needed to make this thing about a foot higher. I had to reach down here to get my cup. Don't tell him I said that. So we are created to live in this place of supernatural output, not in a place of natural strength and natural ability. That's not the way that God planned out our life to go. He wants us to always be connected. He wants us to always be dependent on him. And he wants to always be providing the the supply of power and energy, wisdom and everything we need to produce those supernatural events and outpourings in our life that are going to advance his will in us and his kingdom, his purposes, and ultimately going to make him famous. Because at the end of the day, that kind of supernatural power and life that God has out there on the edge where man... There is no way that you in your human form can do it. It's impossible. And so God wants you out there so that everybody can see there is no way that Matt Heck can do that. God is with him. God's name is being made famous. And my life becomes like a beacon of light, an arrow just pointing to my heavenly father when I don't even have to say anything to people. It just, you can see that there are things happening and it's the same for you and I and everybody that when we're walking in those plans that God has for us, so many supernatural things, so many powerful things are happening that there is no way A human being in their own strength can hold that load up for a long period of time. And the scripture that I would share with you on this point 
that I think really anchors this whole message for me is in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. And Paul is reiterating to the people in the church of Corinth in his letter here what God has already spoke to him whenever he was in prayer, interesting, when he was fellowshipping, when he was at the Father's right hand. And God said to him, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. This just ties right into basically everything I've kind of built up to and laid out. In our weakness, in the reality and the understanding of our inability to supply what is necessary for the demands of the life that God has prepared for us, in the understanding and awareness of our weakness for that is when God's strength can be made known, when God's power, when God's strength can be revealed in and through our lives. And he says, as the power of Christ rests upon me, there's that resting strength, that abiding strength that comes from being joyful in our relationship with God. So, let me just say this. I hesitate to say this, but I just think it'll help kind of communicate what I'm trying to say. Because to me, this is something that I'm, I'm preaching, you know, from my heart. I mean, this is, this is, I'm not saying that, you know, I live this every day perfectly, but God has shown me there's no way I can keep up with and handle the load that he has for what he wants to do. And I don't want to cut short the things that God wants to do in my life. You know, I've got four daughters and one on the way. I'll be living with six women. I mean, that in itself is enough <laughs> to strain any man down to his inability to function, right? But look, you know, I got five, would it be five kids, daughters, young girls in this day trying to raise them. Uh, we, we, you know, we're building a church here. We're advancing God's kingdom in our lives. We've got, uh, you know, awesome friends and family that, you know, we're connected with and just different things that we do. And there, there's, what I'm trying to say is that I couldn't, I couldn't carry one of these things. I couldn't carry one of these things. Maybe for a day, maybe a week, but no way for a long period of time. And what that does for me is that forces me to constantly seek God so hard every minute of every day that I can to pursue him, to stay connected to him, to stay dependent upon him. Because one thing I'm not gonna do is I'm not, gonna, uh, I'm not gonna step out of the great things God has for me. I'm not backing off of that. Right. I'm not getting out of it. But the reality is, is being out here on that ledge, in that place, it's very, very short period of time before I would have a system failure. All kinds of things. The stuff that you know, I mean, you get upset, you yell at your wife, or you just, all the different things that happen. No way, man, I could not do it. Not for any length of time. 
And you add all of the other parts of the life to the equation on top of that. It's just real easy for me to look and say, there ain't no way, God. I just need you. I need you and I need you. And I just need to seek you and pursue you as hard as I can. Because one thing I do have is I have faith that you're the God that supplies all my needs and that you have an infinite supply and you created me for supernatural things and you are a supernatural God and I need that supernatural power to complete this equation in my life. And it forces me to always look to heaven and just rely on what I need from above and not from within. I can't tell you what God's will for your life is. You know, only you can figure that out. You've got to seek him. You've got to pursue him. You've got to seek his face. You've got to get to at the right hand of the father in fellowship with him in order to be able to understand the things he's leading you into and calling you into. But as you do, I can promise you that you'll find yourself in the same place I find myself in many times, which is an understanding of how desperate I really am to have him supplying everything I need if I'm gonna continue to support this load and hold it up. And I know there's a lot of folks here today that you understand what I'm talking about. I know there's a lot of people here that are they're carrying heavy loads. They got a lot of things going on in their life. But I would just wrap up by asking you this question. Who's really carrying that load right now? Who's really carrying it? Are you carrying it? Or can you really say God has it held up for you? He's, you're resting in that strength that he provides and you can see the supernatural results of that each and every day because your abilities and what's happening just don't add up. They just don't add up. If you're trying to carry it, I'm just telling you, ultimately you're gonna drain down. You're gonna wear down and you're gonna do something like try to lighten the load, you're gonna shove stuff off your plate or you're gonna have kind of an emotional breakdown. I don't know what it's gonna be, but it's only a matter of time before we go in our own strength before it catches up to us. Or let me ask you this question, possibly another situation. Has God been pulling at your heart and speaking to you about steps that you need to take in your life about things that you need to lay hold of, about new seasons, new areas, new levels, that you have just refrained from walking out, stepping into by faith because you look at the demands of what this great plan would be and you look at yourself and you see that they don't add up and so you stay back and you stay away from what it is that God's trying to call you into. God, God's gonna make sure that we exercise faith all the time. And that's what I love about his plans for us. They're so big, they're so awesome and so amazing that it it's, takes faith every minute of every day to walk it out. But where faith is, power is, joy is, kingdom purposes are, and ultimately the plan God created for your life is being fulfilled.